and we are back with another podcast. It's been a few days, but I mean, this is kind of the normal gap that we see in my podcast um, because I posted every win podcast from the season. Now we're getting to the off-season type stuff. We have a little bit of a break before really any big things happen. And after that, there's another break. Um, and I'm going I'm to like talk about everything that you probably need to know for this off-season as a whole. A lot of key dates, events that could be happening, and you know some guys I'm kind of looking at in the free agent class that's coming up. But let's hop right into this podcast. First of all, it's definitely worth mentioning like this offseason is going to be so much better than last offseason. I mean, last offseason was, I mean, we just didn't have like anything to work with. I mean, it was a good offseason still because of the big trades that we made. You know, we got Torian Prince for Ricky Rubio, um, and then we also got Patrick Beverly for Juancho Hernan Gomez and Jarrett Culver. Still can't believe we pulled off that trade. That was pretty insane. Gerson Rosas, when he was here, he was. Man, I wish he didn't do some of the things that he did that led to him getting fired um, because he was a phenomenal GM, but he made some very nice trades. And that Beverly one was just one of them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, we I mean, we figured out how to do something in the offseason with like little, th- like little resources. We had about $4 million in cap room the whole offseason. And we had zero draft picks. We didn't have a second round pick last year. It was a really, like... I was intrigued with the draft still because I'm a big draft fan, but it just sucked that my team didn't have a pick. Like I would have still, I would have been happy as heck if we would have had even a second round pick last year because, I mean, I just really like the draft process. But this year, we have four draft picks. We have a first round pick and three second round picks, and with the the, the money size, you know, we can give out multiple decent sized contracts. We are twenty nine million dollars below the luxury. Um, we can't spend that all on one guy. It has to be like spaced out. I really still haven't got a full understanding of the rules, but you, we can give out multiple like MLE contracts of this. Like we can give out a ten million per year contract. We can give out like a six million, seven million year contract, a four million year contract. A lot of weird rules, and I'll definitely like when free agency comes. I'll have all that down for you guys, so you guys know exactly what we can do. Um, but obviously, we're months away still. I want to mention the key dates here. The key dates I want to talk about, the first one being June 23rd, NBA draft. Not only is it my birthday, that's going to be such a fun day for me, um, but yeah, it's my birthday and it's the NBA draft. That's going to be sweet. Um, but we got, what, like 52 days left until then, I believe. Um, I, I, I think it was 53 as of yesterday. Um, it could be 51, actually. I can't remember fully. Um, but we got 23 days left until the NBA draft. Definitely something that's going to be awesome. And we have four draft picks, so that's awesome. The next big key date, we actually have um, Summer League in the middle of J- July. I think it's like the 11th to 17th. Um, you'll see guys like Bulmaro in front, you know, lining that squad. I don't really, like the roster this year for the G League teams will be a lot different. I mean, last year we had, you know, guys like Jalen Noel and Jaden McDaniels. I don't think those guys will be on it this year. Um, I don't think Jaden, I don't, I don't know if he's eligible or not, but I don't even really know if I'd want him to play in there because he's just too valuable to the team now. Like, it made a lot of sense last year. Like, I was super intrigued to see, like, oh, what can Jaden McDaniels do if he's, like, the best player on the team? And he played really well, in my opinion, in Summer League. Um, but this year, it's just like, you know, he's one of our top five, six players for this next upcoming season. Um, so it's just like, let's not do that. <laughs> 
Um, there's no like we didn't play Anthony Edwards in summer league last year. Um, but next key date, August second, teams can start negotiating with free agents, and then August sixth, teams can start signing free agents. Free agency is a while away. It's weird. Um, like it, it, like from June twenty third to August second, for like big team transactions and news stuff, it's probably gonna be kind of dry. But I mean, you have summer league there, and you know all trades can always happen and. You already know there's going to be tons of rumors coming out for every team and what's going to happen. You know, we have a player, DeAndre Russell, on our squad that there's going to be tons of rumors about him. And there was literally just a rumor that came out like an hour ago. Mark Stein, NBA reporter, said that rival executives think that he's going to get traded. Um, I, I don't like put too much into that type of stuff. Like, it's definitely news. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, so yeah, Dilo might actually get traded here. Um, but it's, it's, that stuff's like opinionated, like it's an opinion that these executives think that he's gonna get traded. They don't know that he's gonna get traded. Like we don't have any confirmation he's on the trade block, um, so we don't know if that's true at all. You know, very. I mean, Gupta could be v- very well all in and keeping Russell for next year. You never know. Um, but rival executives do think that he's probably traded or he's gonna be on the trading block. Um, and then October nineteenth, the last key day I want to mention. That is the start of the twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three NBA season. So yeah, we got um, like five and a half months off right now. Um, obviously, you know, wish we were still playing. Um, I think we could have been still playing, but I mean, it's always you know nice to get these guys a break because it's it was a long season. I was thinking about this this morning, and in twenty twenty we had what sixty games probably because COVID came and we didn't make the bubble. The last year was seventy two. We didn't make the plan, so it was it was seventy two. This year we played 89 games. That is a lot more games. Like these guys got to be drained, kinda. I feel like, um, but yeah, that was. This was a much longer season than the last. That's for sure. I have a few thoughts from the exit interviews. Just very minimal stuff here. Uh, Jane McDaniel's is going to trade with Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly this offseason. <clears throat> I guess that's not too minimal. That's actually pretty cool. Um, I think Kawhi Leonard and Jaden. Like, I mean, mainly Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs. They're kind of, like, similar in areas. They're really quiet. They're, you know, more of role players on offense, but they're, like, the star defender kind of. Um, I think that, that I think, I think Kawhi would really help Jaden out this summer, and that's going to be cool. Um, Ant wants to pass to Cat more next year. He was disappointed when he found out he only had 85 assists to Cat this year. He wants to make that number 200. That's a really good goal to get. Um, and then the last one, Sachin wants to take two steps back with the Timberwolves. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, I said that wrong. Two steps forward, not two steps back. <laughs> that would, Two steps back would be pretty bad. Um, two steps forward, other teams take one step forward. And Sachin's excited for a big summer, so that's good news. I think he's, I mean, he's got a lot of ammunition this summer. Um, so we'll see what he does with it. Now let's look at a free agency tracker. This is probably what most people are excited to hear about. Um, our guys on the free agency market that we could potentially lose are Akogi, Lehman, Prince, Monroe, and then the two-way guys, obviously. Those are only one-year deals, the two-way contracts. You got Knight and McKinley Wright, um, the fourth. So, I mean, there's no really big... Like, the biggest name there is Prince, um, and he said himself that he plans to return. Um, so Prince most likely is going to be back. Um 
I don't think Monroe's going to be back. I think it's more likely that he's gone. I could see Nathan Knight returning and maybe McKinley Wright. I think they really liked it here. Um, obviously, they're going to try to go see if they can get like an NBA roster spot on a bigger contract, and I hope they could, one of them, maybe Nathan Knight. Um, but they're definitely going to land a two-way contract with us maybe even again. I mean, we had Jordan McLaughlin on a two-way contract like three years in a row, I think it was. Um, so yeah, we'll continue to re-sign guys on two ways if we really like them. And I do think there's upside in keeping Knight on that two-way deal. Um, Josh Kogi, I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. I just, I don't think we would get him back. I could see a scenario like end of the offseason comes and we got some open money and an open roster spot, then yeah, maybe go get Josh if he hasn't found a landing spot yet. But most likely scenarios, Josh is probably gone in my opinion. And Jake Lehman, he's 100% gone. You will not see Jake Lamb in a Timberwolves jersey ever again. Um, yeah, he's. I'm very, very confident that uh, Jake Lehman will not be back. And here's um, what, like ten names? I think this is like ten, maybe a little more. I, I'm not even gonna try to count it. Um, but this is like names that I like. My, I catch with my eye a little bit. Like they cut, they catch my eye when I see them on the free agency list. And these aren't like these are all realistic signings. I think every single one of these guys, you could make an argument that the Timberwolves could actually go get uh, go get this offseason. Um, so this isn't like any unrealistic stuff, and this doesn't include like the sign and trade options. Like, no, we we're not going to get Zach Levine on a signed contract, but I wouldn't like like this is so minimal. Like we're talking one percent chance this happens, maybe even less. But, I mean, we could, like, like if we want to be in dream world, world for a second and say Zach Levine doesn't want to return to the Bulls, it would have to be a sign-and-trade, and, trade and we, we could get Zach Levine in a sign-and-trade. Um, I always like to think, think in dream world like that, but that's probably not happening. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, and then just here, here's the names. About 10 of them. Thaddeus Young from the Raptors. Robert Covington. From the Clippers, this could be a possible reunion. Um, Sergi Baca from the Bucks, Montrez Harrell from the Hornets, Chris Boucher from the Raptors, JaVale McGee from the Suns, Dwight Howard from the Lakers, Hassan Whiteside from the Jazz, Andre Drummond from the Nets, and Bruce Brown Jr. from the Nets. There's, there's more names. like You can definitely name me more names that we could be interested in. I specifically just try to do like the big men. Like Bruce Brown's a guard. Um I think he's the only guard on this list. Like guard like Bruce Brown can even play like a bigger man position. He can play like small forward if you really want him to. Um but I mean Thaddeus Young, Covington, Ibaka, Harrell, Boucher, McGee, Howard, Whiteside, Drummond, those are all big guys. Yeah, Bruce Brown's the only guard on this list. Um but yeah, there's probably guards that you could also say, but I really just focused on getting like ten big guys and these are all the realistic ones because that's what we need um the guy that sticks out to me the most on this list that i want to go for the most is javelle mcgee um i do think we'd have to overpay a little bit but i think that's totally worth it for a guy like him he's currently making five million dollars this year with the suns i think if we, if we gave him like a seven million dollar offer i feel like he'd kind of be enticed by it um i think we will be a winning like i think we're gonna have over 50 wins next year and he's always on winning teams you know he won multiple championships with the Warriors, won with the Lakers. He might win one with the Suns this year. Like, he is a championship-type player all the time. 
Um, the Suns don't have too much cap space. I don't think, I don't know if he has bird rights. He might. Um, I don't know if he has bird rights to the Suns, but they don't have any cap. Like they're above the, the, um, oh shoot, I just dropped my AirPods. Um, but it, like he, if he doesn't have bird rights, then I don't really think they can sign him without going over the luxury, which they could just pay the luxury tax, which is possible for him. But that would be a lot of money. Um, I, owners do not like paying the luxury tax. I like we know this as Wolves fans. Glenn Taylor never wants to pay the luxury tax. Um, but Javale McGee's possible. That's the guy that I want the most. Would love to offer him, you know, like a one-year seven mil deal. I think he'd be intrigued by something like that. I don't know. But that's just like that's kind of like my baseline thoughts on the free agency class. It's it's not the best. You know, there's no real, like, there's barely any top dogs in this class. You know, it's it's frontlined by, like, Zach Levine, Miles Bridges, uh, DeAndre Ayton. And then you got, like, some top guys with player options and James Harden and Bradley Beal. But they'll decline those and just re-sign with their teams currently, in my opinion. I don't, I don't see Bradley Beal going out and signing, like, 50 million a year with some team that's not the Wizards. Um, and I don't see James, like, James Harden's not leaving uh, Philly. That'd be so weird if he did, and I think he'd get so much crap for that. But yeah, um, in the Sixers, they'd be screwed for sure. Um, that kind of wraps up my thoughts on like the free agency class. Now let's talk about some draft stuff. So I'm kind of minimally talk about the draft here because I'm going to have about six or seven podcasts dropping over the next seven weeks, covering a lot of players from both rounds. Um, so this is this is going to be the place for you guys to come to if you want to, you know, hear about draft prospects. Like I'm going to be going into them. Like I'm going to be deep diving into how good they are and just like with a lot of stats and just talking about their play style, all that type of stuff. Um so yeah, if you guys definitely want to hear about that, like I could, uh, what's my list? Let me get my phone quick. Here it is. Um, I had a list on Instagram yesterday. I could find it quick. Um, but there was like a lot of guys that I, because I mean, there's this is a nice class in my opinion for us. Um, geez, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. All right, Malachi Branham, Blake Wesley, Marjan Bochamp, Yusman Diang, Ochai Abaji, Tari Eason, Nikola Jovic, Kendall Brown, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Jeremy Sohan, EJ Liddell, Christian Coloco, Mark Williams, Walker Kessler, Ismanel, Comigate, and maybe a few more names in there. Um, but those are like the main guys you'll hear me talk about this year. Um, the, the ones that you'll hear me talk about the most and talk highly about the most are Tari Eason, Mark Williams, and maybe Jeremy Sohan. I can't really decide who's my third favorite pick out of this bunch, but the top two picks in this, like my top two dream picks right now are Tari Eason and uh, Mark Williams. Mark, you know, Mark Williams might not fall, um, but I think Tari Eason probably will. Um, we had some fun draft night. We actually have picks this year. I do think it's pretty unlikely we use all four picks on rookies. Like, we're not going to bring in four rookies. There's just no way. That'd be silly. Like, maybe, like, 
on draft night, say we can't find any trades and we draft four rookies, we're not signing all four of them. There's just no way. Teams do it all the like it happens every year, multiple times in every draft. Teams draft players late in the second round that they actually can't sign. Um, so they just they they they're released into free agency basically right away. Um, so worst case scenario, that's what happens. But I do want to see us package two of the seconds and just like my my one of my dream scenarios. Like say you can't like obviously you want to package the second round picks in like a big trade with other assets, obviously to get like an upgrade at position. Um, but if you if you can't do that, you can't like get an upgrade player with the seconds. I would say package two of the three second round picks to trade up in the second round to get a better value or maybe even use all three like we have picks 41 49 and 51 package all three of those to get like pick 33 or something 34 like i would love to do that that's i you can get a much much better prospect at 34 than what you can get combined at the other three spots in my opinion because there are so many guys that are first round caliber players that fall into the second round and they get snatched up right away by lucky teams. Like even last year, you know, you can think about guys like Jones from the Pelicans and many more other, you know, options like that. Um, Yeah, it's so awesome that we actually have picks this year. It's awesome. Last thing I kind of want to tie up, um, not the biggest podcast. This is kind of like around time is usually what my podcasts are like. By the way, I'm definitely trying to get some guests on the show. This offseason, James Adams, um, trying to get him on maybe once or twice to talk about. Uh, I think I'll get him on in June because I have like this whole schedule going. And my last draft show is going to be me releasing my top 30 prospects in the class. And I might have him join uh, so he can give us the top 32. That might be like a 90-minute show. <laughs> we'll see. That might be one of my longest shows ever. Um, but the last thing I'm talking about is Jalen Noel. Got his team option coming up. Are we going to accept that or decline it? I know, like, it's silly. Like, some people think it's silly for me to say, oh, why would you decline that? And I'm kind of starting to think it's kind of silly, silly too, because we didn't play him, like, at all in the postseason. So I'm starting to wonder if my take's even good anymore. But if we can find a way to, like, get him 20 minutes a game at least, I mean, I think you got to decline it and give him a long-term deal right now before he gets more money next offseason because... I think you can decline it right now and sign him on like a three-year, um, $25 million contract instead of watching him completely ball out this season and then having to sign him to like much more money the next offseason. So you could say, theoretically, we try to like project to save money by declining his player option. His player option is only like $2 million. That's why a lot of people won't accept it because it would save like $5 million this offseason. Um, but I'm talking like future. Like I think... Every year it would save at least another three, four million, and that piles up over four years. So like twelve million that could save us instead of five, um, if we did that. But I'm not too high on that take anymore because I we should be using him more. I don't understand it. I dude, like part of me wants to trade Malik Beasley so we can literally just have Noel be the a hundred percent all time, you know, shooting guard off the bench. Like have him be the one hundred percent. You know, he's playing every game off the bench, 20 minutes a game. That's I think that should be his role. I really think so. I I think McLaughlin's kind of stamped his name on that bench point guard role with his postseason performance and kind of what he's improved on throughout the season. Um, but then you got, like, confusing stuff, you know. 
Like Josh Cody's not going to be here. Like, what do we do with the center position? Are we going to get a center in the draft, or is Nas Reed going to be the center off the bench again next year? Are we going to trade Nas Reed? Um, is Jaden McDaniel's going to start? Is Jared Venerable going to be on the bench? Like, we have a lot of moving things that could happen. Like a lot of question marks. Um, and one of the question marks, is like, what's going to happen, Jalen Noel? I think he should be playing twenty minutes a night at least. He's so talented. Um, I would like to see him get a little better on defense, but his offense is so good. Like. I think since January 1st, he's getting nine points a game on like 47% from the field, 40% from three, and like 85% from the free throw line. That's pretty nuts off the bench. Like efficiency-wise, that's insane. I mean, he's literally closed games for us. It's He's had some phenomenal clutch performances for us throughout the season. It's He's so talented. Just like get him, please, please do something to where Jalen Noel <clears throat> can play 20 a night. Like just do it, please open up like a roster like just open up minutes please i need to see jail noel play 20 minutes a night next year because he's that good he's that good i i i don't know if he's better than beasley but i think he's definitely got more upside well maybe that's not true i don't know because beasley can actually have a lot of upside he's definitely got more of a shot creator um but beasley may have more upside as a scorer because such a quick release and he can be a 40 you know plus three-point shooter so he can get you know 15 a game next year even like he should have got 15 a game this year in my opinion but i think he got more like uh, i think he got like 12.3 a game um really terrible shooting start to the season for him obviously um that wraps up this like off-season preview podcast thank you guys for listening um hopefully i covered every one of your questions or just like thoughts because it's gonna be a fun off-season i'm super stoked for draft night, for free agency, just like what we can do with this team. Big offseason for Sachin Gupta and his future as a GM. You know, they're, uh, the, the ownership group is going to be reevaluating Sachin Gupta this offseason to see if he deserves this job for next year. And if he does bad, you know, he's probably not going to get it. But if he can make some good moves and do a good job in the draft, all that type of stuff, he's probably going to get a big contract. And yeah, he's got he's got big incentives to have a great offseason. And he's got a lot of ammo. He's got a lot of ammunition to unload. So we'll see how that goes. But thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.